Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. No, I'm not joking. I mean, I'm willing to take a drug test. I think he should, too, because he's had a very uneven... I watched him with uh, some of the... when he was with, you know, debating... Uh, Pocahontas and uh, Harris who treated him so badly but I watched him and he was out of it right and then I watched him against Bernie Sanders and he was okay I mean he wasn't great but he wasn't terrible he was okay a far cry from the way he uh, you know what I'm saying I mean if you look at some of those debates I said there's no way he can continue he can't continue then all of a sudden he debated crazy Bernie Sanders and you know what the truth is he was he was okay. And I said, how did he go from there with those horrible performances to where he was okay? And I always joke, but, you know, it is true. He was no Winston Churchill in debating, but he was fine. And people say he was on performance-enhancing drugs. All right. So that lays down the, uh, the grid for the attack tonight. And welcome to the Savage Nation. Tonight, of course, is the kickoff to the, I think the one debate is going to set the tone for the entire debate system, and whoever wins tonight is going to really be in a great position. My biggest fear is that if Trump gets too aggressive with uh, Joe, he'll be seen as bullying an old, frail man and lose many older voters. Now, many of you say, well, he's also an older man, but that doesn't matter. Everyone knows that Biden is frail, and a lot of old people in this country identify with that frail old man Biden. He's sort of the grandfather type. Now, even if you're a young person, you don't want to see your grandfather being kicked around, do you? Now, nobody in the White House has called me to give my advice, which is, I guess, fine for them. I told you a few weeks ago that I was uh, basically being shunted aside. I- I'm not hiding it. Didn't I tell you Brad Parscale was a loser? Didn't I tell you that a month ago? Didn't I say to you Brad Parscale is the reason I'm being pushed out of, out of the picture? I told you that. I'm on record saying that. How did Brad Parscale wind up? How many times have I told you Trump is being undermined by his own campaign staff. Most of them would go to work for the other side tomorrow if they could make as much or more money. Do you understand that? They don't even know what borders are. They don't care what language is. They don't know what culture is. All they know is about bank accounts. So Trump is listening to some of the wrong people. Not all of the people are against him, but he's, he's being undermined again. By mere dint of the fact that they let Meatloaf Jr. be a moderator from Fox News means they threw the threw debates already. Meatloaf Jr. is on the other team. Now, you may not know who Meatloaf Jr. is. That's Mike Walachinsky. Uh, his father was, not Mike, what's his name? I don't know the son's name. I really, honestly, I can't remember all their names. Chris, Chris Walachinsky. Chris Wallachinsky's father, Mike Wallachinsky, was a, a fairly centrist broadcaster, Mike Wallace, liked him. And in, in the end of his career, Mike Wallace was known for having thrown a uh, takeout dish of meatloaf at a parking uh, meter woman because she gave him a ticket for double parking outside some TV headquarters. So he went berserk, Miss Sugar, threw, threw meatloaf at the parking lot, par- parking meter girl. So Meatloaf Jr. is is Walachinsky, the sneer, the fixed sneer. I don't like this guy. He looks like a 
the type in school. I, I let's, let's leave it at that. I don't like Mike Wallace. I never liked him. He's a snotty, sneering left winger, which is why he belongs on Fox News. He fits in perfectly with what the Murdochs want. So for Trump's team to have permitted such an aggressive left winger as as Chris Wallachinsky to be the first moderator tells me already that Trump's staff has undermined him. Okay. Now, the next thing is, can Trump overcome the tax accusations during tonight's debate? Now, hold on now. I know most of you don't care. I know the answers because I treated it this morning. And all of you say, well, he was only following the rules. The tax code is different. Uh, he did everything that any businessman would do. Uh, everyone tries to evade as much taxes as they can. Well, if you believe that, I can't help you. I know that as a very high taxpayer myself, remember, I am not in the lower income brackets. Let's be very clear. I pay a fortune in taxes, not because I have stupid accountants, but that's the way it is. I did the best I can. I break no laws. I take advantage of deductions, uh, but I, I pay a lot of money. Frankly, I think this is a big issue. And I don't think it's going to be as easy as to sweep it under the rug. Now, having said that, the true believers, meaning you, don't care what anyone says about Trump. You're going to vote for him anyway. And I understand the sentiment. Because what's on the other side? Harris. Harris is a diehard left-wing fanatic with a very, very high tinge of racism towards white people in my reading of the things she has said over the years. And so there we are. What choice are you going to have there? What do you expect tonight? What do I expect tonight? Well, since Meatloaf Jr. is in charge, the questions are going to be about the pandemic and did Trump hide it? That's what Meatloaf Jr. is going to do, that he hid it. The new, the new narrative is he hid it. Even though Pelosi was running around telling you to eat in Chinatown while Trump was banning travel from China, you got the idea from the vermin in the media that he's responsible for the pandemic. Okay. The economy, which was Trump's greatest strength, is now his greatest weakness. He had nothing to do with the coronavirus. Uh, but here we are. The economy is in the toilet. The riots in the streets. Now, that's an issue that I would exploit if I were Trump. But they didn't ask me. I would ask Biden right off the bat, what are you going to do to stop the riots in the, in the streets of your followers? Why have you said nothing about the leftist maniacs who follow you? who are going to vote for you from burning and looting. Joe, what are you going to do about them, Joe? That's the question I would ask him. It's not about racial injustice. It's about a communist revolution. I've studied this well enough to know what it is. It has nothing to do with racial injustice. These are hardcore street communists and anarchists. And apparently both parties are afraid of them. Both parties are doing nothing about it. There's another question that I think Trump should ask right off the bat or within the first, let's say, few, few, few rounds, which is, Joe, how long do you think you would last if you won, given your frail mental, and your frail mental state, Joe, and I have compassion for you. That's the way to approach it, not attack him. He's got to do it that way. Joe, look, you're a nice guy. How long do you think in your frail state you could remain in the presidency if you should win by some oddball chance. And what do you think about a uh, vice president like Kamala Harris who only got 2% of the vote becoming president by a fluke? What do you think that would do to the nation, Joe? Come on, Joe, be clear. 
Be real, Joe. See, now that's the way I'd approach it. Like his friend, like two guys talking. Not to bully him. I'm warning the debate moderators who may be listening to trainees who know nothing about public speaking, who Trump has hired. These are, these are losers, by the way. All these people are backbench losers. They don't do talk radio for 26 years as I have done. They don't even understand what the people think. They don't know how to deal with this. And he starts attacking um, Biden too hard. He's going to lose a lot of old people. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not asking. I'm telling you. I would also raise the issue of voter fraud if I were Trump. And I wouldn't do it in an attack. I'd say, come on, Joe. You know, we're one of the main, own, own nation, only nations on earth that doesn't have voter ID. Come on, Joe. You know why you guys want it. So non-citizens could vote. H- how do you feel about ballots that may be f- fraudulent, Joe? Come on. He could do it in that way. He doesn't have to rip them and attack them. Trump is known as a very aggressive, hard boiled New Yorker. We know that. But it's really not working. It's not working on the people he needs to convince. You're going to vote for him. I'm going to vote for him. But the swing audience are the ones that this whole debate is for. He can't come across too hard. He's got to make it like Joe is his friend and he's talking to him in a bar. Did you hear? Now, what about Trump attacking Biden's son? Mistake. Big mistake. The Trump team ran ran that up the flagpole with the help of talk radio hosts for months now, and it went nowhere. I don't know why. Even though it's true, it went nowhere. And if he starts in with China and chai comes like Limbaugh's, he's dead. If he starts in with the chai comes, no one even knows what a chai come is. That's an obsession of talk show hosts. Chai comes, chai comes, chai comes. Forget China. No one cares about China. It's not an issue. Don't make that the issue. There are many other issues. Now, if he starts in with, if people vote for you, they're going to have socialism dead in the water. End of the debate. It's like two sumo wrestlers. If Trump does that, it'll be like he lost a sumo match with the first throw. He'll be thrown out of the ring. Just by asking, he'll throw himself out of the ring. Why do I say that? Why? Think about it very carefully. No one cares about China at all, except a few hardcore people who know the truth. So that's number one. Now, what about attacking Biden's son? Big mistake. It's been tried. It didn't stick, even though it's true. Why didn't it stick? Because the media is against Trump. Now, remember what Schumer said when Trump was elected. Jim, you have that. uh, Robert, do you have the soundbite of Schumer way back when Trump was elected? Schumer warned him what the intelligence community would do to him. I hope it's on on the log. If it isn't, don't get mad. I'll get mad at you during the break. I had asked Jim for it before before the show. But Schumer said something to the effect. You take on the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. Bingo. That's all. Thank you, Robert. You get the gold star for the day and a free meal at McDonald's, uh, courtesy of Michael Savage. Uh, So you took on the intelligence community and had six ways to Sunday, whatever that means. What do you mean six ways to Sunday to get back at you? That's such a... But they have many ways to get back at anybody, the intelligence community. That's why they're called the intelligence community. They have data on you that you don't even know about. They know when you lifted your hand to hit your dog and you didn't actually hit the dog. They have a picture of it somewhere, of you in the same motel where the Supreme Court justice died uh, under suspicious circumstances with a pillow over his head. And then they uh, fried him in in a convection oven and there was not even an autopsy. Do you remember that story? The chief justice of the United States dies in a seedy motel on a Tex-Mex border 
with a pillow over his head, and he's nuked the next day with no autopsy. Do you know that if a bum falls in the street by law, municipal code, you have to do an autopsy on that person? So a Supreme Court justice dies in a a seedy Tex-Mex motel with a pillow over his head, and there's no autopsy. So why? Because six ways to Sunday, blah, blah, blah. So if you've ever been to that motel, I have pictures of you (laughs) in that motel having a hamburger and and a fry. So yeah, yeah. And then he took on the media, as he should have done, but apparently you can't beat the media. They're too strong. Vermin like Jake Tapper. Vermin like Wolf Blitzer. Vermin like Andy Cooper. These are some of the most evil people in the history of America. Only they are backed by corporations that are so powerful who control the propaganda outlets that they're unassailable. You can't touch them. Trump went after them tooth and claw and it felt good to us back in 2016. But they've been waiting and now they're getting even with them. And unfortunately, between the intelligence community and the uh, news propaganda machine, it's a real, real tough road to, uh, to hoe, so to speak. A hoe to row or a row to hoe. A tough row to hoe or a tough hoe to row. Whatever it is, it's a tough row to hoe or a tough hoe to row. And uh, I, I don't think he's going to overcome the media or the intelligence community. So what do the independent voters think? Not the diehard Trumpers, not the diehard Bidenettes, because you're all, you're all in already, okay? I would also raise the issue of voter fraud, voter ID. I, I mentioned that before. And I'll tell you more about the debates tonight as you call me on this important day, on the cusp of the most important debate in American history, right here on the Savage Nation. Savage. Let's talk about our newest sponsor, Thinker. In our fast-paced world, it's tough to make reading a priority, right? Well, at least it used to be. At thinker.org, they summarize the key ideas from new and noteworthy nonfiction, giving you access to an entire library of great books in bite-sized form. Read or listen to hundreds of titles in a matter of minutes, from old classics like Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, to recent bestsellers like Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Thinker offers a large variety of titles across many categories, from current affairs, politics, and business to education, history, and relationships. So look, if you want to challenge your preconceptions, expand your horizons, and become a better thinker, go to thinker.org. Now here's how you spell it, T-H-I-N-K-R.org. T-H-I-N-K-R.org, and start a free trial by downloading the app today and let them know you heard about them on the Savage Nation. That's thinker.org, T-H-I-N-K-R.org, thinker.org. To be a better thinker, go to thinker.org. Have you become a victim of the timeshare trap? You think there's no way out? Well, Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has helped over 35,000 families out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares, and they may be able to help you too. Listen, if your timeshare agreement goes on forever, if you were told timeshares are a great investment or your maintenance fees will never go up, you you need to get the facts about timeshare cancellation. For over 10 years, Wesley Financial Group has been dedicated to helping folks get out of a lifetime of debt by canceling their timeshares. So they created a free timeshare exit information kit That reveals how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. 
To get your free timeshare exit information kit, simply go to iCancelTimeshare.com. That's iCancelTimeshare.com. I'll say it one more time, iCancelTimeshare.com. Thank you very much. iCancelTimeshare.com. So I'm going to watch a debate tonight. It's on way after my show is over. 84 million people watched the first debate in 2016. So we know the numbers tonight are going to be much higher. What, 110 million are going to watch it tonight? For sure. So I'm thinking about one thing only, what to get for takeout food to, uh, during the debate. Jim said he's getting buffalo wings to watch a debate. And I said, I didn't know that buffalo fly bad. And, I, and he said, I'm getting buffalo wings. And I said, I'm going to either get Thai or leg takeout. I don't know what I'm getting tonight. I really don't know what to get. What's the proper takeout food for the debate between two of the oldest candidates in American history? You add up the two, two of them together, it's like 150 some years on the planet because all the younger people were communists. Isn't that great? They're stupid, morons, idiots. And these two old guys are going to debate tonight. It's going to be like funny to begin with. This is, well, I can't say it in that way. It'll be taken in the wrong. Uh, so um, takeout food is all I'm thinking about. I'm very food-oriented. Saw a sad story on the internet that I don't know if it doesn't fit right in, but parents put a baby on a vegan diet after the mother's milk dried up. Baby became disabled. I've warned you now for years. Remember, I wrote the book, uh, The Art of Feeding Children Well. I'm a genius in this field. I have been for 40 years. You don't put babies on a vegan diet. The baby develops cerebral palsy. You hear this? The moron parents. They put her on juices. Mother's breast milk supply waned. She was four months old. Doctors said she needs, you know, nutrients. Babies need, babies need a lot of things that you can't get from a fruit juice diet. You can't juice a baby. You can't smoothie a baby. You can't give them plant-based foods. They're not goats. And the poor child got really sick. She struggled in her cognitive development, physical function, and communication, all because her parents... We're idiotic and stupid. A child needs all of the amino acids. A child needs all of the essential nutrients. Unbelievable to me. The parents were so stupid. They rejected the advice of maternal health nurses, GPs to use formula, instead supplemented their baby's diet with natural alternatives. These are the same people who would vote for Biden, even though Biden is what he is. Same people who think that the rioters are peaceful protesters. These are the same fools. I can't help them. Here in the state of California, Napa Valley is burning. Sonoma County is burning. And the governor's talking about he may close down businesses because of the coronavirus. Who advised that to Governor Newsom to come up with a diversion? What do you think? People are that stupid? The state's on fire. And he's talking about the coronavirus shutting down more businesses. I never heard anything like this. We don't know which way to turn. It turns out the political class is, as I was told in grad school, grad school, yeah, just grad school, in grad school, amongst the stupidest people on the planet. Savage. If a medical emergency arises, are you prepared? Everyone says, oh, it'll never happen to me. But it can when you least expect it. Take it from me, I know for a fact. It hits you when you least expect it. Now, what if you're traveling? Well, in a medical emergency, Air Medcare Network providers can transport you or a family member to the nearest hospital. And if you're a member, you'll see no out-of-pocket costs related to your flight. You heard me. That's right. You won't pay a dime when transported by an AMCN provider. 
you should know health insurance may not cover the full cost of emergency medical transport. And even with comprehensive coverage, you could still get hit with substantial deductibles and co-pays. Sign up for an Air Medicare Network membership now. AMCN is the largest air ambulance membership network with more than 3 million members, including me. It costs as little as $85 for your entire household and protects you whether you're at home or traveling. Let me ask you, for $85, can you afford not to have this, especially in, the, in this time? Right now, as part of the Savage Nation, you'll get, up to 50, you'll get up to a $50 gift card when you join AMCN. Just go to the special URL, airmedcarenetwork.com slash savage, and use code savage. Let me say it again, airmedcarenetwork.com slash savage, code savage. Airmedcarenetwork.com slash savage. Enter code SAVAGE. But we look forward to seeing him in the debate. He's got a lot more experience. He's got 47 years. I've got three and a half years. So we'll see. For the Savage he's Nation. Got 47 years. The, the real issue here is not Biden. The issue is Kamala Harris, who was his greatest deficit. He made a huge error in selecting her. He was forced to select her by the squad. Kamala Harris has no appeal to anyone. Kamala Harris only polled a 2% when she ran for the presidency, if you remember. Uh, I'm sorry, but African-Americans don't identify with her. Do you know that or not? Women don't identify with her. They just, no one likes her. So the issue should become his liability because of his age and frailty. And <clears throat> Mr. Biden, come on, Joe, you know you're not, a, I, you know I don't think you're a bad guy, but Joe, you know you're not going to last if you win. We know that you're having your issues, and we know that you, you're not going to last outside of six months to a year. What do you think it would do if Kamala Harris, who was so unpopular, became president? What would it do to this nation? What would it do to the stock market? Come on, Joe, be real. He's got to come on that way, not hard. He's got to come on hard and soft at the same time. There's got to be subtlety this time. Just pummeling Joe is going to backfire on him. I'll tell you right now. That's my opinion. But what's your opinion? Lloyd in Texas, line seven, you're up on the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. Yeah, Michael, like you just said, you know, you come over, uh, Biden, you know, might go, might go uh, wrong. But I'm saying if you're going to let Trump be Trump, why are we even, um, I mean, you got to bring these, these things up. But I'm saying if Trump's going to be Trump and we know he's got a, I know, a, a lactose uh, campaign uh, running. What are you saying? Trump should be really tough and mean or not? No, I'm not saying Trump should be tough for me, and I think Trump knows, you know, what to do and how to do it, regardless of what his campaign is doing, like you said, screwing up. But I'm just saying, he's he should be able to, he listens to you. So if he's listening to you today... Or well, he's not listening today, he's rehearsing for tonight, probably doing a lot of, you know, fake debates with people who don't know how to debate. Yeah. He's, he's dealing with people who are not experts in debating. And I, I can tell you right now, I know which way this is going to go. I can tell you what I'm hearing. He's going to go hard when he shouldn't go too hard. He should be very strong, but not too hard. By the way, I'm sending you a copy of my great new book. If you can name it, you, you gain it. What's the name of it? Oh, you got uh, to you I'll send it to you anyway. It's, it's called The Fight for America. 
It's not called Michael's Favorite Recipes. Maybe in 2021 I'll do a cooking show. Not quite sure. What if I did, just did cooking shows? But anyway, tonight is going to be fun. Stay on the line. You'll get a copy of the great book, Our Fight for America. You know, yesterday was an interesting day for me. I'm not going to bore you with it or beat you up with religion. But I took the day off because it was the most religious of all holidays of the year for people of the Jewish faith. I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. And I fear God. And I fear God knows everything I do. I'm sure of it 100%. I know all my ancestors are with me all the time. I know it. I don't need you to tell me whether you believe it or not. I just, I know it. So, um, you apologize for the sins you did and didn't mean to do and all of that all day, all day long, you know. I had a lot of time to think about me, the world, the future, and I don't think I'm going to share it with you right now, but it was a heck of a day for me to go into basic meditation. I learned some things before I go back to the debates. I learned that all of us are sinners. I know that that's a Christian concept, but if you think you do not sin, I said this is the sin of arrogance. Now, the Christians believe that we're born as sinners. You don't know that the Jews feel the same thing. <laughs> you know, same thing. Now, liberal or reformed Jews don't think they can sin. They think that they're good and they can do no wrong. But what is the root of every sin? It's fear. Why do I say fear is the root of every sin? Because fear leads to anger. And fear is the real hatred that we act on, and that becomes the sin. It's the sin of fear that is the answer to the sin of, the sin of, excuse me, the answer to the sin of fear, I'm only working this in for a minute too. The answer to the sin of fear is faith. And here's why I say that, because sin and faith cannot exist at the same moment. I don't know if you know that. If you are sinning and you have faith, faith will trump the sin. Sin and faith cannot exist at the same time. So what you have to do is pray to God to give us more faith. Pray to God to give us more faith. One last note on my little preachy sermon of what I gleaned from yesterday's day. Courage means to have faith. Ask any military combat veteran. Courage means to have faith despite our fear. Courage comes from the word core, meaning heart. So please have the courage to have faith. Believe in God because faith is always repaid. Faith is always repaid. Praise God. Welcome to the Savage Nation. I just wanted to share that with you. It was a long day for me. Long, long 24 hours. I meditated on the show, on me, my future. And I asked God for answers, and I think I have them, but I'm not prepared to share them. I may never share them. It's kind of my business. But again, I don't want to get distracted. I know all you want to hear about is the debates. You don't want to hear about my personal trip. Trump, Biden, Biden, Trump. Two of the oldest uh, presidential candidates in a mental, in a mental, uh, in, I'm sorry, in, a, in America's history. I keep saying liberalism and mental disorder. Everywhere I turn, I see liberalism as a mental disorder. You've got Antifa, which are fascists, calling themselves anti-fascists. And the, the stupid liberals who are mentally dis disabled say that they're anti-fascists when they are the fascists. They're the fascists of our time. Then you've got everything else going on, like the veganism for infants, which are killing them, making them sick. You know, they've got idiots feeding dogs and cats vegan diets. A dog is a carnivore. They can't live on veganism. But you can't tell that to liberals. They think they're doing something good for the environment by eating plant-based foods. 
So what's going to happen tonight? I don't know. I'm going to have to take out and watch the debates of the two octogenarians. They're both, both approaching being octogenarians. It's pretty interesting. I can relate to it very well. I mean, I'm sharper than I've ever been in my life. My mind is faster. I'm less emotional in my reactions. So I don't think that age per se is a deficit, incidentally. Some really wise people became better as they got older. I look at the philosophers, for example. You say, oh, I don't care about that. Well, I do. Some of the writers became better as they got older. But politics is a blood sport. It's different than a philosophy or writing. And being that it's a blood sport, we want a vigorous man in there. We don't want Joe. Joe is not up to the job. You know, here's the, the, the thing that perplexes me the most is of all the candidates that Dems had, how did they pick this jerk? How did they pick? He's like a retreaded tire. If you have tires that wear out in an old car, you have a choice to buy a new tire or retread the old tire. No one retreads anymore, right, Jim? Even, I don't know, maybe poor people do. Joe Biden is a retread. He's a retreaded guy. He's like an old tire. They put new rubber on it. You take that retreaded tire over 60 miles an hour, it's going to blow up on the highway. That's who Joe Biden is, to make it very clear. That's a good metaphor. Why would you vote for a guy who, who the tire is going to blow up in a debate with China? Do you realize what issues there are that are going to come up in this country? We need a tough, tough guy in there. And that's why I say to you, be very careful who you vote for here tonight. I mean, after tonight. So there were 84 million people watched the first debate in 2016. How many will watch it tonight? 110? Again, I will say to you, you're wrong if you think that um, Trump should attack socialism. Because I'm sorry to break the news to you, but I've been saying it for well over a year now. We are all socialists now. Are you joking? You mean just bigger socialism under Biden is what you mean? Trump is a socialist. I don't think you understand what I'm saying to you because you have it mixed up in your head. By giving all these bailouts to these corporations and all the PPP money, we're living in a socialist nation. How, how hard is that for you to understand? What is socialism? What do you think? It's a fathomless idea. It's big government that spends money, that all the power is in the hands of the government. That's socialism. This is a socialist government right now. All of the PPP money. So Trump wants another $2 trillion for more bailouts, and Pelosi wants $3 trillion? So it's a degree of socialism. I mean, what do you want, more socialism or less socialism? Stop already with the socialism. That crap was from 2015. That doesn't apply. That doesn't fly anymore. That's nonsense. Call Biden a socialist. What does it mean? What does it even mean? That's the worst thing Trump could do is call him a socialist. Now, having said that, I want to hear what you have to say about this. All these topics, I mean, that I think should be come up. I haven't asked you a loaded, a loaded question yet. The biggest one is, can Trump overcome the tax accusations? What would you advise Trump to do? Should he go positive with messaging? Do you fear Trump will be over-aggressive? Does Trump's well-known lack of preparation worry you? He likes to do things intuitively. He doesn't prepare. Do you think that the low expectations for Joe will help him? Will uh, uh, Meatloaf Jr., Chris Walachinsky, bring up Hunter Biden? No. Now, you know, another big issue is the vicious attacks on Judge Barrett. She's a saint. The woman has seven children. 
two of whom are adoptees from Haiti, who she saved from a destitute life, poverty, destitution, slavery, basically, in Haiti. She adopted two lovely children from Haiti. She raised them as her own. And do you know that the vicious liberals have attacked Judge Barrett because of She adopted children from Haiti. They called her a racist. Can you believe how sick they are? Do you think that this will backfire on them with women? I do. I already know it is. I know that there are liberal women who can't take these attacks on Judge Barrett. She is a classy human being. She's a saint. And for them to have attacked her like this for adopting two Haitian children shows you how sick and demented the left really is. And I think it's going to backfire on them with women. I'll be right back. Savage. the left-wing terrorists in this country that no one is doing anything about. Do you know how many hundreds of police have been injured by these vermin? They have injured more police than ISIS has injured. They have caused more property damage in this nation than ISIS has caused. That's BLM plus Antifa equals F-A-S-C-I-S-T. So the left-wing terrorists are threatening riots in Cleveland tonight ahead of the debates. They have signs such as another world is possible, the fascists. Signs such as no Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA. This is right out of the communist playbook. All of these masked white vermin, very dangerous, very dangerous. Trump has done nothing about them because he can't. He's tried the military turned on him. They conducted a soft coup against him and said, don't count on us. We'll stab you in the back. So he said, okay, I'll turn it over to the states. The states are run by left-wing losers. The mayor of Portland had to leave his own condominium, ran away from the people that he he empowered. The governor of Oregon is doing nothing. She's a left-wing school mom, terrified of them. What would Joe do about them? That's what Trump should ask Joe. What would you do to stop the left-wing terrorists who are rioting across America, causing damage to property and hurting the police? Meanwhile, while that is going on, Minneapolis police are probing alleged ballot harvesting for Representative Omar, the hater of America, the refugee from Somalia who came here, became a congresswoman from a largely Somali district, has now been found ballot harvesting. Look at the article. I have it on michaelsavage.com. Check out the article. See if I'm making it up. And here's another little issue. Navy SEALs. You think they're sacrosanct, right? Our best and bravest. They were forced to change their official ethos to be gender neutral. They can no longer talk about a brotherhood and more. That's because of the psychopathic degenerate perverts who have penetrated the military at every every level. Shall I say it for you again? The psychopathic degenerate perverts are destroying the military's ethos. Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. 
And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. We will not let the infection that President Trump has injected into the presidency and into Congress that has paralyzed our politics and pitted Americans against each other spread to the United States Supreme Court. You know, she sounds like a dumb schoolgirl trying to sound smart. Who told her to say a thing like that? You want this woman being the president of the United States? Is she up to the job? If you want Nancy Pelosi's valueless San Francisco running the country, then vote for uh, Biden because you're going to get Harris within six months. Maximum nine months before he winds up drooling on himself in an old age home with a blanket over his lap, getting the around the clock care that he's always needed. So today we're talking about tonight's debates and it's going to be enormous. All I'm thinking about is what I'm going to get for takeout food when it goes on. I don't know whether to eat Thai or buffalo wing. I don't eat buffalo wings, but... Thai is a little salty and spicy for this debate. Maybe vanilla ice cream would be more appropriate for this debate. Between, It's all a shadow on the wall. I mean, I read your Aristotle last week. It's shadows on the wall. You actually think that there's a huge difference between them. I'm sorry. It's an oligarchy. It's two-card Monty with no peas under the shells. Oh, I see. It's socialism versus what? Less socialism? I'm voting for Trump because I don't want the other side attacking white people. I don't want them making our children's lives a living hell. I don't want them further undermining the military. I don't want them further undermining the police. I don't want them supporting the vermin in Antifa and Black Lives Matter. So to me, that's the choice. It's not about socialism because both parties are socialist now. That's what the country has become. And uh, you know, you'll decide what you wanna do. I think that the minds are made up already. Meanwhile, the team known as Team Biden is downplaying the debate's impact. They're saying it doesn't really matter. It says the media cares about the debates, but the voters don't. That's what, that's what the Biden people are saying. And what are the Trump people saying? They've reversed themselves already. Trump campaign communications director Tim Murtaugh, who I've never heard of, another genius they got from nowhere. I don't know where they get these people from. Look at Brad Pascal, how it ended for him. With a beer can in his hand and tackled to the ground. Just two weeks ago, I told you that Pascal was the reason Trump was not doing well. I told you that. Where did they get that creep from? So now the new one, Trump campaign commune director Tim Murtaugh says, Joe Biden has been a Washington politician for 47 years. He spent decades in the Senate where all they do is debate. He was vice president and debated on the national stage, and he did very well. So what's he saying? Murtaugh says the debate is very important. He says Biden is very good. That's the Joe Biden we expect to see on debate tonight. Murtaugh added, we have to be prepared for the tuned-in Joe Biden. This is the same Murtaugh who a few weeks ago said the debates don't matter and, and that uh, Biden's an idiot and, and senile. I have some advice for the president, which I can only do on air, because they're not listening to anyone outside of the paid advisors, which is the biggest mistake they've ever made. They made the mistake. They threw the election already, in a way, by permitting... A Chris Walachinsky to be the moderator from, from Fox News. I said that in the last hour. I'll say it again in case you missed it. Chris Walachinsky is a diehard liberal. Chris Walachinsky was handpicked 
Why did the Republicans agree to this lift leftist Chris Walachinsky to be the moderator tonight? He's the token conservative. You may as well have Mickey Mouse up there as well as Chris Walachinsky. So by dint of the fact that the Republicans threw the election already, I don't know what Trump expects, how he's going to beat him tonight. The worst thing he could do is go on the attack in a vicious manner. I've said that before. I'll say it again. He can't do it. Let me be very blunt with you. Trump is hated by half the country. I mean, viscerally hated by half the country. If I didn't say that, I'd be lying to you. And I got nothing to lose at this point. I'm not looking for anything from anybody. I'm not looking to get any rewards for it. I'm not a pat on the head. I'm not going to become a little subaltern in the attorney general's office, making people's lives miserable. As some in talk radio are hoping that if Trump wins, they become a little mini, a mini me AG. So every day it's like they love Trump, even though they attacked him in 2016 and attack him behind his back. I want nothing from anybody, which makes me the most dangerous man in the media to everybody, except to my audience, which is all that I care about. So, uh, what do you want me to say to you? Trump is hated by half the country, even amongst his supporters, people who will vote for him. I'm sorry to tell you, 20% of them don't like him. They will tell you point blank they don't like him, but they're going to vote for him because they don't like the other people more. That's something no one's going to tell you anyway. It's not like one side has a white hat, the other side has the black hat. Then there's the diehards who love Trump no matter what he does. Then the others who love Biden no matter what he does because he's got a D next to his name. Then you got the demagogues in the media. Then you got idiots like Obama saying the Trump administration is working to keep people from voting. And what is he crazy? Working to keep people from voting? What? Of course they are. They're trying to keep illegal aliens from voting. They're trying to keep non-citizens from voting, Obama. You would know a lot about that. That's how you became president. So what would you advise the president to do and not to do? You say, well, what's the difference? This is a joke. He's not listening. Well, from my point of view, and it's an educated uh, view because I've been in the business a long time, the left-wing terrorists who are making this nation a living hell are the biggest issue facing this nation right now. The left-wing terrorists in Antifa, the left-wing terrorists in BLM are the biggest issue in the United States of America today. This is mob rule. These are the gangs that have done more damage to this country than ISIS did to this nation, in this nation. And they're not being talked about. They're not being discussed. Why? Well, all you got to do is look at Anderson Cooper and you'll know why. All you got to do is look at the people in the news business to know why. All you got to do is look at Chris Walachinsky with his sneer who lives behind bodyguards and the protection of Fox News to know why they're not talking about the left-wing terrorists in BLM and Antifa. That's the biggest issue. Joe, what would you do to stop the left-wing terrorists who are rioting and causing damage in this country, Joe? What would you do? That would, to me, that would end the debate with one throw. If Trump could come out like a sumo, he could throw him off the mat with one question. All right, let's stop the nonsense, Chris. Put it, hey, Chris, just be quiet. You're only a moderator. You're not running for office. Just shut your pie off for one minute, Chris. Joe, directly to you. Chris, you shut up. Joe, what would you do to stop the left-wing terrorists who are rioting in this nation? Joe, what would you do? That's the sumo move that ends the debate. That's the one move, and Joe is finished. Trump won't do it. Why? Take a look at who's running his campaign. I never heard of these people. Brad Pascal comes out drunk with a beer can, gets tackled by the police, 
because his, his wife says he threatened her. I never saw anything like it. If you think the police are only abusing black people, watch what they did to Pascal. If you think anyone is immune from police assault, you are mistaken. The police have been militarized in this country. They are on a hair trigger. All it takes is one frightened cop to kill you, in case you don't know it. Here was Brad Parscale comes out of his house in Fort Lauderdale, wherever he was. He had no weapons. He was in shorts. He had a beer can in his hand. They were talking calmly to him. Now, remember, he was the campaign manager for Trump. You're not talking about an average white guy. Cops say, how are you today, Brad? Okay. Can we talk? Sure, we can talk. So Brad Pascal comes out of his house because his wife called and said he's crazy, he's dangerous, he threatened me. And the next thing he knows, he's tackled by a cop from behind carrying a machine gun. Three other cops approach him while, while he's on the ground and put machine guns to his head and handcuff him. He had no weapons with him. This is what's going on in the country today. So don't think that you're immune from this. Okay, we're living in a very dangerous time. And I don't know how this ends. I don't know real, where it ends other than civil war. I don't know where it ends. I don't know how it ends. I don't know how it ends other than I wrote a couple of books about it. One was Stop the Coming Civil War, published in 2013, which you laughed at. You said it's a right-wing conspiracy. Stop the Coming Civil War, The Savage Truth. Became a bestseller, but okay, you didn't know I, that I knew what I was talking about. So now I write another book that you're largely ignoring. You think that it doesn't have any meaning. It has great meaning. It's great advice for Trump. Did he even open the book? No, he gets hit with a tax bombshell from your friends at the New York Times. So Trump can win tonight. Let me make it very clear with all the, all the, I'll make it simple. He comes out no matter what Wallachinsky asks. He smiles. He brushes Wallachinsky's question aside. And he says, you know, before I answer that, I want to ask Joe a direct question. What is Wallachinsky going to do, get up and attack him? Wallachinsky is a nobody. He's a, he's a fabrication of the media. A sneering, snot-nosed fifth grader could do better than him. He just, hold it a minute, uh, Chris. I got a question for Joe. Joe, what are you going to do to stop the left-wing mobs from destroying this country if you become president? Joe, what are you going to do to stop the left-wing terrorists who are rioting in Cleveland ahead of the protest? Uh, debates tonight. Joe, what are you and your people going to do to stop Antifa and BLM from burning this country to the ground, Joe? Answer that question. That's the sumo move that ends the entire debate. I don't care what happens after that Trump wins. Do you know that? You better know it. I'm right. Back in a minute. Savage. It is the Savage Nation. So tonight's the big debate. Everyone listening to this show and 100 million plus more will be listening to that tonight. All I'm thinking about is my takeout food menu. And already the fix is in. By mere dint that Trump's people permitted Chris Wallachinsky to be the moderator, the token conservative indicates they've undermined him from the beginning. I told you this about Brad, Brad Parscale. That was my feeling a month ago. I told you on the air. Look where he is now. This one, Tim Mortor, I don't know the man. I have nothing good or bad to say about him. Where did he come from? Who are these people? Now, look at the media. Denials, justifications, and Trump reaction to New York Times. 
Biden releases 2019 tax returns before first debate. Again, Judge Amy Coney Barrett meets with GOP senators. He's a saint, this woman. Her crime is she adopted two children from Haiti who otherwise would have died of starvation and abuse. That's a crime, according to the idiots on the left. House Dems unveil new $2.2 trillion proposal for virus aid. Are you serious? Where's this money going to come from? How much more do you want me to pay in taxes till there's nothing left? Uh, it, it's, it's crazy in the media. The erosion in Trump's base ahead of debate. I don't believe it. I believe Trump's base. What did he say? He could kill someone on, broad, on Broadway. They'd still vote for him. Didn't he say that in 2016? That's what you're saying. You don't believe any. Now, if Trump comes out and hits him with, how would you stop again? Let's go into that for one minute. Joe, how would you stop the left-wing terrorists who are rioting and looting in the United States of America? Now, Joe's answer would be simple and stupid. Joe's answer would be, the minute we eliminate systemic racism, it will come to an end. There's an answer to that as well, because there is no systemic racism. The only systemic racism I have experienced in my life is against heterosexual white males. That's the systemic racism I have seen my entire life. Shall I repeat it for you if you missed it? Do you know how many jobs I was denied even though I was the most qualified candidate because I was not the right race or gender? There's an answer to that as well. There's no simple answer from Joe on that. Joe, how would you stop the left-wing terrorists from looting and burning this nation to the ground, Joe? What would you do? What, when I'm gone, they're going to suddenly go home and take jobs at McDonald's? When I'm gone, where are they going to go, Joe? They're all your people. What kind of garbage is this? no Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA? That means you and I are now members of the Ku Klux Klan? Do you realize how fascistic these, these, these vermin are, these left-wing fanatics who are burning and looting? With the help of George Soros's money to the best as I can understand, because I know by what I have read, correct me if I'm mistaken, George Soros emigre funded BLM to a great tune a long time ago. BLM was founded by stated Marxists. Their own statements say that they are anti-capitalists and they are Marxists. Joe, how would you support Marxists who are looting and burning in this country under the guise of racism, Joe? How, how do you do that? Everyone they disagree with is a fascist. Do you understand how the game works? They are the fascists. Do you know how that game works? So I don't understand why you think that Joe could easily knock uh, Trump out with that question. I don't see it. 855-407-282. We're all on the road of life. Or as the Spanish song says, Los Caminos de la Vida. That's a great song, by the way, but it has a lot of meaning. We're all on the road of life together, Los Caminos de la Vida. I know a Mexican guy who's as tough as anyone I ever met in my life, if not tougher. And he loves his mother. He's a great guy. Do you know that most strong men love their mothers, cry for their mothers after their mothers are dead? Do you know that? What am I saying to you? Is at a certain point, there's a common humanity that runs through all sane people all races, all cultures. There's commonalities in all of these things. There's not such a great divide. I don't care what the culture is. Muslim, Jewish, Hindu, Christian. It doesn't matter. There are certain commonalities between all of us. And I do not know that either of these men 
understand what I just said well enough to articulate it and bring this nation together. I don't know that either of them have the intellect or the inclination to bring the nation together. Because by nature of the politics of this nation, division is the key to survival for both of the criminal parties. Let me say that again in case you missed it. Make believe this is the last radio show I ever do. Make believe, just make believe you never hear me again. I do not believe either party wants or is capable of bringing this nation together. I believe that both parties are run by gangs. I believe, and I've said this for 25 years, you got a gang of Republicans on one side, a gang of Democrats on the other side, and they sack the nation as best as they can while making believe that they're catering to the American interests. And it's worked for a long time, but it's not working anymore, is it? So how do you bring this nation together? Do you think either of these men are capable of doing it? Do you think either of these men really want to do it? Take a look at Nancy Pelosi's big mouth and tell me if that's what you think this country needs. Savage. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Los Caminos de la Vida, the road of life, which is what we are all on, whether you know it or not. Whether you're Nancy Pelosi at the end of the road or a newborn baby at the beginning of the road, that's all we're on is the road of life, and it all ends the same way. Welcome back to the show. So which of these two guys really wants to bring the nation together? Which of these two parties really cares about the nation? Which of these two parties will heal this nation? (laughs) The path of life, that's what we're all on. I'm sorry to get sentimental with you, but I'm sorry. I'm really cynical about it all. I know I'm supposed to be here like a sports team. You know, I'm for the A's, you're for the B's, you're for the B's, I'm for the A's. Uh, The country's in such bad shape. We're a socialist nation. It's going to get worse. Trump wants to give one trillion more to the socialist economy as a bailout, and she wants to give 2.2 trillion so she can build more solar plants that are unneeded. I, I mean, tell me which party is really going to save this country. Tell me which one. The days of nights, the days and nights of our lives pass by. Meanwhile, you've got very bad things going on in the streets of America. Really bad things going on in the streets of America from the left-wing mobs. And neither party will talk about it. So that goes to the whole question of which party you think is going to solve the, save the nation. When neither party will even talk about it the left-wing mobs, or rein them in. Which one? Who's going to save us? You're saying, well, when Trump wins, he'll really crack down. I hope you're right. And when Biden wins, what's he going to do? Hire them to run the Department of Health and Human Services? Hire them to go beat us up in the the white suburbs till we pull out our AR-15s and and Mini-14s to defend ourselves? Tell me what's going to happen if Biden wins and he unleashes these mobs onto us in the suburbs. I'm asking you a question. This is the biggest question to me. I'm really not interested in anything else. To me, I want law and order. I don't know about you. Without law and order, there's no society. There's no civil society. It's a complete breakdown like Beirut, Lebanon in a civil war. They have to be stopped. 
they should have been stopped a long time ago. Trump should have stopped them in Washington, D.C., but the military performed a soft coup against him. You know, I have a significant audience, and I'm not saying it's the biggest. It doesn't really matter how big things are. Big doesn't matter. What's important is who's listening. I also have a very interesting multi-ethnic audience, in case you don't know it. African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans listen to this show. You say, well, why would a Hispanic listen to you? Because my values are very much like their values. What you don't seem to know, that I know better than most people in the media, is that most Hispanics come here for a better life. Most Hispanic men who come here have risked everything to get here. And they work so hard. We know about the gangs. Don't tell me I don't know. I do know about them. But that would be like talking about Italian gangs, not the Italian people in the 1900s. You're going to identify all the Italians as the mafia? You didn't. So don't do it with the Hispanics either. And don't identify all African-Americans with Black Lives Matter. They're like the gangsters, okay, that you can tar brush an entire uh, race with. And don't say all white people are KKK, the same stupidity. It doesn't work. People basically want a place that if they have the, the drive to work, to build up some equity, buy some property, raise a family, that's what people want especially the Hispanic men. That's what I have found. They're very family-oriented. And so many of them tune into this show. It doesn't matter how many. I don't care if it's 100 or 1,000 or 10,000. What's the difference? Because there's nobody else in the media speaking to them. Everyone uses everybody to their own end. I do not. So if I play a song like that, Los Caminos de la Vida, it's because I mean it. I used to sing that song with some people. That's what I see. We're all on the same road of life at the end of the day. And how is this going to end for this nation? How does it end when you have these two men from these two parties? Neither, neither party, by the way, cares about the country. I don't, care, you know, I don't care what you say about Trump. I'm going to vote for him. I've been on Air Force One with him. I had hot dogs with him. He appointed me to the Presidio Trust. I, I love him for that. But the party itself, you tell me what they stand for. Tell me what the Republicans stand for. Tell me what the Democrats stand for. Self-interest, self-serving. So how does a nation survive a system like this? Tell me. It's almost impossible. And I don't know how it ends. So there'll be over 100 million people watching it tonight. And all of us are at risk right now in this country. Look what they did to Pas Pascal. Look what, they, look, look what the police did to him. The man came out of his house, no guns, had a beer can in his hand, quietly talking to the police look what they did to him if they did that to a man over 60 they would have broken his neck he was talking to these cops the cops how are you doing brad i'm okay and then one of the uh, brave men comes up from behind him and throws him to the ground and the others come up with machine guns and put them to his head it's like watching a drug cartel movie in america now tell me the difference between watching that and watching the federales in Mexico, I want to know the difference. Go ahead. Tell me the difference. Tell me what's going on in this country. How do we become a nation like Mexico so fast? Where there's violence in the street. Look at what's going on in New York. Shall I say what's going on in New York? Because you don't hear about it from uh, uh, the debate moderator tonight. How many white people are being randomly attacked in New York City? Oh, oh you didn't hear about it on CNN? Didn't see the pictures? You didn't hear about the white women being attacked randomly? The people having their throats cut, beaten up in the streets. 
You didn't hear about it because it doesn't fit the narrative of Anderson Cooper. We have become like a third world nation. Who did it to us? That's clear. That's clear who did this to us. The left-wing mayors, the left-wing governors permitted this lawlessness to get out of control. It could have been stopped a long time ago. And if it's not stopped soon, it will get worse. That's the way these, these things go. Unless there is a crackdown on such random violent criminals with a book thrown at them, it's going to get much worse. Because of the hateful rhetoric that's come out of the mouths of Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, and the other Democrats against white people, there has become a literal war in the streets against white people from the mentally unstable folks who inherently have racism in their hearts. That's what's going on in this country right now. They unleashed a, a, a wildness that was suppressed. And if you think it ends with those occasional attacks, you're mistaken. You think this ends with the occasional looting and burning and it won't affect you, you're mistaken. It has to be stopped immediately by whoever wins. So your hope is that if Trump wins, he'll really crack down. I'm not so sure. Your hope is that Biden, because he has replaced Trump, will placate BLM and uh, Antifa and they'll stop it. Wrong. They will not be stopped. They smell blood. They are hardcore Marxist revolutionaries. They will not stop till they take over the country. I don't know how to tell you any other way. That's why I wrote the book, Our Fight for America. You could call it philosophy. You could call it a political, you know, polemic. It doesn't matter what you call it, as long as you call it Our Fight for America by Michael Savage. That's all. It's an important book. It goes right to the debates tonight. But let's forget the book for a minute. We're all going to watch it and say who won, because we're a sports-oriented nation. Like all nations, sports orientation is it. Are you for the Dodgers or are you for the Yankees? Are you for the uh, Oakland Raiders or the Schmokeland Haters? Which one are you for? So that's all it is. It's a ball game. And uh, all you're going to say tomorrow is who won the debate. I know if I were advising Trump how to beat Biden with one blow. One sumo move, he's over. It could happen with one move. One move. Which is you don't listen to Chris Wallace, the fake moderator, a plant, a mook, a bum, a meatloaf, a meatloaf with eyes and a tie and a sneer. You don't listen. Whatever he says, Trump smiles and says, I want to ask you something, Joe, and doesn't even listen to Chris. He overrides him. Chris tries to cut him off. He says, just shut up for one minute, Joe. Just shut up. Will you? You're just a moderator. You're not running for office. I'm going to run the country, so shut up for one minute. Okay, Joe, how would you stop the left-wing mobs from destroying this nation? They're burning and looting. How would you stop the terrorists right outside this debate hall from going on? What are you going to do, Joe? That's the end of the debate. Over. He can't, he can't win that one. Biden's finished. He gets completely flustered. He tries to turn to Chris Wallace and looks like the weak old man he is. And Chris, uh, can you help me? Can you bring it back to the van? I want to ask you a question, Chris. No matter what they do, stick to that one question. Then bring up another one and knock the other leg out from under it. Watch a sumo match in Japan. Two big men, 250, 300-pound men. It's all really in one move. You ever watch sumo matches, why they're so popular in Japan? I, I'm not a martial artist myself, but I've been a fan of fights since I'm a child. I've been a fan of martial arts since I'm a child. 
and I watch these these sumo matches. They're very interesting. It's an ancient sport. Often it's one move, and the other guy's pushed off the mat. They don't try to kill the other guy or bloody his face. It's such an advanced sport. It's a matter of pushing the other man off the mat by, um, let us say, getting him, you know, getting getting his balance off. One move, one wrong move, boom, over. When the teacher speaks, you listen. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Dr. Savage is the poor of of our time, our fight for America. The war continues. So I'm very sad about the country. I do not see salvation, by the way. I'm very, very sad at the power of the vermin in the media. I'm very, very sad that outright communists are in the Democrat Party pretending to be caring about the poor. I'm just very sad about the criminal greed of the Republican Party. It sickens me. There was a story a few weeks ago that got no traction at all, except it mattered to me. I got nauseous from it. Here it is. Here's my headline. I know you don't want to hear it, but I'm going to read it to you. It's on michaelsavage.com. I'm glad it has not been taken down. Greedy and sensitive Republicans to build new roads and protect the Tongass National Forest. I almost, I almost went nuts when I saw what the Republicans are doing. The Trump administration has proposed reopening the Tongass National Forest to road building setting the stage for more logging, mining, and development in the heart of North America's largest temperate rainforest. And I looked at this, I couldn't believe my eyes. Removal of road building restrictions in Alaska would potentially open up more than 9 million acres of the 17 million acre Tongass to logging and other development. The Tongass, which sprawls over mountains, glaciers, coastlines, and islands, is the largest U.S. national forest. It is known for its abundant wildlife, fish, and centuries-old stands of spruce, hemlock, and cedar. So the greedy timber industry wants to kill everything in its sight. Now, you may not know this, but this Tongass National Forest was a huge issue in the 70s. It has been protected by every president since then. Why? Why do you protect it? Well, if you don't know the answer to that, I can't help you. Many of you are brain-dead MAGA people who think that logging and mining is good for the country because it's good for the economy. You don't quite understand the bigger picture, and you never will. You think that killing animals is a good thing. You think hunting innocent animals to extinction doesn't matter to you. You are the plunderers of the nation. You're like the tribes in Africa who will kill an elephant and an elephant's baby for the tusks because it's good for the economy of the local village. In that sense, we will never agree on anything. You are the true believers who I write about in my book. You are just as big a threat to this nation if not a bigger threat than Antifa and the other left-wing maniacs who are wrecking our cities. You can't do this. Teddy Roosevelt, who is often held up as a great morale model, Trump himself talked about Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt gave us our first national forest. What would Teddy Roosevelt say about White House proposing allowing new roads in Alaska's Tongass Forest? Tell me what they would do. Teddy Roosevelt would go nuts. This has been protected for a long time. And the governor of Alaska loves it because it's more money. I told you Republicans stand only for greed and money. This is the largest intact temperate forest left in the world. There are millions of salmon, 650 million tons of carbon storage. The people, business and jobs that depend on this Tongass National Forest. And there's many jobs connected to it. Uh would be thrown away for people who would pave the earth over if they could make another buck. 
You don't know that. And you don't want to hear it. I get it on the eve of a, how dare he say these things? Is he one of us or one of them? Well, I'm neither one of us or one of them. I'm really a man who loves the earth and everything in it. And I'd like to see my national forest preserved, not raped. Thank you very much. Savage. The son didn't have a job. He uh, had some big difficulties. And then all of a sudden, he's making millions of dollars as soon as his father becomes vice president. No, I I think that'll come up. I don't think think Joe can answer it, frankly. I think uh, there's only one reason he made all that money. All right, let's stop right here. Do you think it's a good idea tonight for Trump to attack Hunter Biden? Yes or no, and why? Will it come up? I doubt it. Uh, Chris Wolachensky is not going to bring it up. I don't know how Trump inserts it in there unless he overrides Wolachensky's sneer. But uh, it's an issue to a small percentage of Americans. You have to understand. We understand the ins and outs of Hunter Biden. It looks very crooked to all of us. Ukraine, China. We know about the side deals, the business deals. But because the New York Times didn't talk about it, it doesn't exist to most Americans. Because most newspapers run off what the New York Times runs. And they run, you know, file stories on the same thing. How does Trump win tonight? David in Portland, 30 seconds or less. You'll have the last word on the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. Hi, Dr. Savage. Thanks for taking How? How does Trump win tonight? 30 seconds or less. He's got to attack Biden on the issues that are going on here in Portland and some of these other liberal cities. So you agree with me that he's got to jump out from behind the moderator's questions and say, Joe, how would you stop the left-wing terrorists from burning our cities to the ground? Correct. He's got to take the fight. All right. Well, I, I, that's my opinion. I know Wallachinsky's been told not to mention it by his controllers uh, who control the cross and the wall banger, the cross, the wall banger and the crossover, as well as the cross dresser. I know that the controllers of all of those don't want this brought up. That's why they let uh, Meat Love Jr. become the moderator, because he is the fake plant. He is the fake plant anyway thanks for listening it is all of our fights for america all in one thanks for listening the westwood one podcast network